Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight, real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hey there, friend, and welcome back to another episode of Self-Love for Breakfast. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. Thank you for being here today. And today uh, we're getting a little juicy. We're going to talk about listening to your gut when it comes to letting other people into your world. Okay. I have made this mistake recently and, and you know, in the past like year and a half, two years, especially since I started this new business being a coach and usually my gut is spot on about people. I know this. <laughs> And when I choose to listen to it, I'm I'm always right. I'm like, oh, yep, that's why I had this feeling, right? And so uh, I want to give you guys a couple instances where my gut was right, but I did not listen. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why I didn't listen, the justifications I made, and why you know these people definitely did not work out in my favor. Now, I want to be clear, you know, when talking about other people, you know, there's definitely been some people that I was very good friends with publicly, or I, I very much so supported publicly. And when shit went down, I kept my mouth shut. Okay. For a couple of reasons. One, um, when someone is supremely popular especially on the interwebs, and you tell people about their bad behavior, their minions will come for you, okay? And like, while I'm not really afraid about voicing my opinion, I have no problem voicing my opinion, I definitely pick and choose when I'm going to speak on things. And generally, um, in that kind of situation, I don't have space for it. You know, I don't have space for people coming for me. I mean, this is a lot of the reason why I don't, um, you know, comment or speak on emotionally charged issues, political things. I don't speak on these things and I do it because I do not have the space. I do not have the capacity for people coming into my DMs and wanting to mess with me, go back and forth, but what about this and argue? I don't have space for it. I, I, there was a point in my life where I did it quite a bit. And I'm done. (laughs) I am done with that. And so having a human that I know has a lot of people who it doesn't matter, you could literally show them photographic evidence of them like freaking murdering someone and they'd be like, no, she's amazing. (laughs) You're just jealous, right? So I don't bother. Um, and two, it's really, really hard to speak about people who have done you wrong or people that you're upset with, frustrated, mad about whatever, and not sound like the bad guy, right? Like if you're the one, you know, telling the world about how awful someone else is, like no matter how awful that other person actually is, you look like the jerk, right? Like, and so I just, I learned that a long, long time ago and I just decided, okay, you know, when people wrong me or are, 
not who I thought they were when I'm right about them or whatever, you know, it's best to just dust off my chin and move forward. Unless, okay, unless I can see a way that sharing would help another person. And that is what I am doing here today. Okay. I really think that, you know, others can benefit from this because it's really about listening to your gut and in the work that we need to do in ourselves when we allow other people into our world. So the first example, um, this is a former client. Now, when you are a new coach, if any of you guys are coaches and you're listening to this, um, and some of you, you know, if you have been business owners or, or you're an executive and you've had clients, like you totally understand what it's like to deal with someone who is an absolute nightmare, right? <laughs> and if you haven't, um, in any of these capacity, consider yourself lucky, Okay. I mean, I'm sure there are stay-at-home moms that are like, yep, I deal with a total butthole client (laughs) because I'm sure your kids aren't perfect all the time, right? I'm just kidding. Anyway, so we have, you know, I I had this potential client. She's someone that I had known for a little bit. I'd always gotten this like sense that she would build me up to knock me down. Um, this had happened, you know, on Facebook, very subtle and and I'm very good at picking up on things, right? Like I know what people are doing often. And even if they don't know what they're doing, I can usually tell. And so I felt like kind of weird and kind of uncomfortable with this like weird dynamic that was like being set up. And when I started coaching in the capacity that I'm coaching now, she'd reached out to me and like, there was such a big part of me that wanted to tell her no. And I just had a feeling it was going to blow up in my face. And and I told myself, no way, like you can help her, right? Like this is where I justified it. This is where I came in. I felt this in my gut. I was like, this is probably not a good idea. This is going to end badly. And then my brain kicked in and was like, no way, you know, like you can help her. Like that was my ego. My ego was like, you can help her and it won't be a problem because you'll help her before she could ever, you know, get mad at you or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of like gave myself that little pep talk. And then also, you know, I was a new coach, you guys. I had no idea like where I'd be getting my, my next client from, right? And I was so excited to work with anyone who wanted to work with me, to be honest. I mean, back in those earlier days, if you were going to pay, I was like, yeah, let's go. That is not like what we do today. (laughs) Uh, Today, I'm a bit more discerning, especially with my one-on-one clients. You know, I want to talk to the people who want to join my group program. If you've ever reached out to me in a DM and asked me about my programs, like I want to know, I want to hear from you first. I want to know like, what's going on with you? Why do you feel like this is the thing? You know, why me? Why this program? And, you know, if you come up later with, oh, you know, like financially, it's just not doable right now. Or I, you know, I don't think I can commit to myself. I can't commit the time, whatever. I'm likely not going to try to convince you because to me, I'm like, okay, this person is just not ready and they know where to find me if things change or, you know, I've got other programs, I've got other, you know, free stuff, classes, the podcast that they'll find what they need um, until they are ready to make the leap if that's the case, right? So I don't convince people anymore. Before I was, you know, what I was trained was like, yeah, you know, tell people like what, you know, what the, the cost of them staying the same is going to be. And I'm like, 
I don't even need to do that. Like they know, you know, I can always just be like, yeah, you know, the cost of you staying the same for the next five years is certainly going to be a hell of a lot more than the investment, you know, for the next six months. But ultimately I don't like doing that. I don't. So, you know, before, like I said, um, anyone and everyone, it was like, come one, come all. (laughs) I'm honestly very, very grateful that I didn't get more troublesome people in the beginning. I got very, very lucky. Um, but you know, this one person, it was like, you know, well, she wants to work with me, so I'll work with her. And I didn't listen to my gut and we didn't quite get through our whole time commitment together. Um, honestly, she did a lot of work, you know, in the very beginning, she kind of like, I think expected results just for showing up, but not having to do the work. And so we had to have conversation around that, um, which honestly was really helpful for me. It was really helpful to be able to have a conversation with someone who was not showing up for themselves, who wanted to blame me for it. And for me, being able to hold them in that conversation and not get defensive and not get activated um, or upset on my side, because I knew that my side of the street was clean. I knew I was honoring that commitment. And so I was able to show her where she wasn't honoring it. And it ended up turning out really, really well. And she started really doing the work. And so I felt great about her after you know several months. I'm like, she's really working hard. She's doing really well. So what ended up happening was she got mad at me for something um, kind of dumb. Okay. I'm just going to be real. It was kind of dumb. Uh, she got mad at me for something and also, uh, you know, took, took something else out on me and it didn't just end there. You know, we were going to part ways and she just kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back and like being hateful. And then she would come back and apologize and be really nice. And then she'd be hateful again. And I was just like, Oh my God, when will this And, um, and it got to the point where, you know, my brother actually was in the hospital last summer. Uh, he had a heart attack. He just collapsed, um, and ended up in the hospital. And so I flew up to be with him. Um, I stayed at a hotel right near the hospital. I went in to see him for the allotted two hours every day, only two hours. And so I was in a very, like, um, I was in a very embodied space. I was actually very, very in touch with myself. I wasn't shoving my feelings down. I wasn't, um, you know, being emotionally eating or anything crazy like that. I was literally like so there. I was so present. Um, I was able to feel my feelings and be there. But, you know, I I had the capacity for my clients. I did take a few days off just to make sure I had the space for it. Um, and then this person came back and basically was like, I hope your brother's okay. Anyways, I'm not doing so great. And so I was hoping for another session and I was like, what (laughs) did I invite into my world? Right? Like what, who did I invite into my world where I would, I would bring something into my world who would, who would not be able to see and feel and acknowledge the pain that I was going through and the, the seriousness of what I was experiencing so they could talk about themselves so that they could, you know, only worry about themselves. You know, today that's not the people in my world. My clients are world-class too. They are amazing. They respect me. They respect my time. I love them. It's just such, it's such a beautiful thing, but I would not have what I have today 
had I not had this experience with someone that right off the bat, my gut was like, immediately, no, absolutely not. Please don't do this, Crystal. And I was like, no, it'll be fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that's just like one example of, you know, letting someone into your world and and just because they're a client, just because they're a customer, just because they're not, you know, it seems like they're not that close to you, but they really are. I mean, in my line of work, like what I do, I I consider, you know, my my one-on-one clients especially like I'm we're so close. Okay, we get very, very intimate very, very quickly. And so I allow them into my world because I have to model to them, you know, this whole experience. I have to hold a certain type of energy and vibration. And, um, you know, I share a lot about myself, not to make things about me, but I share things about myself so that they can see and make connections so that they can understand because the work that we're doing is very deep, it's very nuanced. And there are times where, you know, I'll have people be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, dude, I get it because I was there. There were points where I, this exact subject where I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea what's even going on. So I use that to kind of show people like, Hey, I've been there and this, you know, doing this work and this is how I felt doing it. And like, you know, your experience is this and like, we're in this together. Like I'm here for you, you know? Um, so it's very deep and very intimate stuff. And, and it's absolutely not in my best interest to invite people into my world as a client. I don't care how much money they're giving me, you know, like now I'm in a place where I'm like, I don't care if you pay double what I charge and pay it in full. If if I get a weird feeling about you or if I don't think like it's going to work or I don't think it's a good fit, like I'll either refer you out to someone else if I don't think you're going to torture them. (laughs) Or I'll be like, you know what? I just don't think I'm the right fit for you. Like maybe there's someone else. So I think this is like a double-edged sword kind of experience because while, you know, I did not listen to my guts I learned by not listening to it, right? Like I was fresh in this business. I didn't listen. I got my butt kicked because of it. More like mentally and emotionally and, and you know, not, not physically. I didn't physically get my butt kicked, but, <laughs> you know, um, so I learned. I learned a lot from it, but I could have saved myself the trouble had I just listened right off the bat to my gut. So this will bring us around to story number two. Now, my former employee, Cassie, who I'm, I'm hoping to bring her on in this business again someday, I love her to pieces, um, but there was one point where we were hiring for my last company and I was like, look, I suck at hiring now because what I see when I look at someone is I, I see their potential. I don't see where they're at right now. I see who they could be. I see where they're going and I see how I can help them do that. Okay. This is great if you're just looking to bring on some mentees. This is not great if you're looking to hire someone in your business to help you right now. I didn't have a problem with that apparently when I hired Cassie. Um, you know, I mean, I did struggle a little bit to decide between Cassie and another person, but ultimately, you know, I hired the best person possible that I could have ever have hired. I mean, amazing. She said she was with me for like five years, you know, 
um, and wants, still wants to work with me again, clearly doing something right. Uh, but you know, she watched me struggle a lot of the times when I would hire people because I would hire them based on just like wanting to help them. And it was like, you know, especially when I have several interviews, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this person, I want to help them. And it was very clear they couldn't do the job. So I had to get her help with that. I had to have her like screen people initially. Like they would do the first interview with her and then they'd interview with me. And it was like not to give some sort of perception like, oh, we're a big company and you have to interview with multiple people. It was like I needed a damn gatekeeper. I needed someone to keep me from hiring someone who probably wasn't going to help me at all and maybe quit after a couple of weeks because maybe they weren't looking for mentorship. They were just looking for a job that they could actually do. And if they came in and couldn't actually do the job, they were probably going to leave because it would everyone would be frustrated, right? So this is a problem I have with hiring which is where this is now going. (laughs) So last year uh, I had spoken to a woman about possibly working together as, you know, client and coach. Well, you know, she had decided to go in another direction, which was totally fine. And, you know, several months later she reached out to me and told me about this. And then she said like, you know, I want to come work for you. And I'm like, huh? Like what? Like she lived across the country. She wanted to move here and come work for me. And she had a job that she could do, you know, from anywhere she could work from home. So she was like, you know, I'm super flexible in that respect where I can live anywhere. So I thought, you know, what, why not come work with you? And I was like, holy shit, like (laughs) this is really cool, you know, that someone would actually want to do that. And so, you know, we chatted for a little bit. I asked her like, you know, do you feel like you want like a co-creator role or, you know, more of a support role? Because, you know, I'm coaching and, and I have, you know, my vision and my dreams and, you know, someone else coming in and wanting to be a co-creator could be tricky, especially if we don't already have a relationship like established, you know, like if we don't have this like mutual dream, then it, may not work. Um, and you know, I'm all about, it's not about me wanting the full spotlight, right? Like I'm all about sharing the spotlight as long as the, the goal, the end goal is accomplished. And my end goal is to impact as many humans as possible, um, with the work that I'm doing. So I didn't know what this chick was good at. I knew what she did for a job. I couldn't really see how it related to, uh, what I do, Um, you know, I didn't really know what her skill set was. I didn't really know how I could integrate her, how I could add her into the company. So I kind of asked her like right off the bat, you know, okay, well, supportive role, because she said she was willing to start in a supportive, you know, position. And so I'm like, you know, I don't want to like offend you or anything, but really where I'm needing some support in my life is like in the home, you know, um, I need someone to help me get my Poshmark closet up and running, which by the way, guys, I need to do. I really need to get that going. Um, you know, my Poshmark closet up and running or like cook me some food so I don't starve to death since I'm juggling so much or, you know, like some things that were just like very personal assistant related. And then also, you know, some help with Rebellia while that was still going on. And she was like, totally. Yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, cool. Um, and I, let her move across the country. She stayed with me for a few weeks. She got her own place. And it was um, where my gut was like, 
dude, you don't know anything about this chick. You're going to let her move across the country for you. Like it just was kind of like, this is not a good idea. This is not a good idea. And and my head was like, but we've been wanting a personal assistant and like, it's so, you know, divine timing. This chick just kind of came out of the blue and reached out. Like it's probably meant to be. And, and literally my gut was just kind of like, we don't even know what to have her do. Like we just don't even know. Right. So she did, she moved here. She stayed with me. She got her own place. And I struggled figuring out what her place in my company was going to be, like what she was able to do or going to do. I'd asked her to do some things. I, you know, I wasn't like super gung-ho on how they were done. It was just kind of like, okay, you know, and, and having wanted to add Cassie back in, it was hard to, you know, realize that like, I felt very obligated to this other woman who moved all the way here for me, you know? So I had to kind of figure out how I was going to put her in. But every time I thought of like, oh, I've got this task and this task and this task, I would think of Cassie (laughs) in the future. You know, and I also have a VA who does things. So I would just like kind of hand it off to her because things weren't always convenient um, to give to this woman. And they also, you know, she always didn't always like get it. So, you know, I, I started to feel like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, and I feel bad. So I need to like really figure this out for her. So in the meantime, her and I are having conversations and she started telling me about her hopes and dreams. And she had this really amazing idea. And I was like, what? You need to be doing that. (laughs) Like, what are you doing coming and working for me? Like, you need to be pursuing this dream, this goal, you know? And so I thought about it. And then I, I spoke, talked to her. I was like, yeah, you know, I want to talk to you about this. Like, you know, you coming and working for me is great. And, you know, maybe there's a future here. I don't know what that looks like. Um, but I really also want to help you achieve your dream. Like I want to mentor you into achieving this dream. And I thought I was very clear, like, Hey, you have a place with me for sure. You know, like, and, and even if that meant you working, you know, her working full time for me or part time for me while doing her thing on the side, while she built it up or whatever, like how it looked like, I didn't know. I didn't really care. I wasn't worried about that. I was like, I cannot let this woman throw her dream away so that she's only worried about working for me. I want to make sure that she is like living her dream, not living mine, not just helping me with mine. So I told her that. I don't know how. I mean, if you're confused now on what the heck I'm talking about, then maybe that's how. But I don't know how she got this in her head that I told her I didn't want her to work for me. Made no sense. Um, She thought I told her I didn't want her to work for me, but I wanted to mentor her, which I'm like, why the heck would I allow you to move all the way across the country and, and be like, yeah, no, you can't work for me. I mean, I was still paying her. I was still having her do things. So I'm, I'm really not quite sure why she thought that, but I could feel her just like energetically no longer really care. Right. Um, I had a trip to Dallas. I invited her to come to that. I thought she would think it was like, you know, kind of cool. I thought it would be a good experience for her. Um, I could have asked my VA, but I was like, no, I think this would be a better experience for this chick. Um, yeah. And so very shortly before the trip, I was like, what it, this is a huge mistake. And and I was like, I need to talk to her about this. Cause I'm like, I just don't feel like she's here. I just don't feel like she cares. I don't really feel like she wants to um, be a part of things. And I was right. <laughs> 
<laughs> because somehow, even after clarifying this multiple times to her, like, no, I still want you to work for me. I just want to help you get to your dream. She only heard, I would just want to help you get to your dream, which what a monster I am. Oh my goodness. The fact that I want to mentor you, you know, like what? So I'm like so confused and I just started to feel like this weird energy. It just felt, you know, very, you know, she got very defensive with me and was like a little nasty. And I was like, okay, I need to kind of pump the brakes here. So I was just like, you know, it's kind of best that we like part ways and whatnot. Um, I ended up bringing my VA on the trip and was able to make, you know, arrangements that suited this situation. Um, Didn't lose too much money on it. And yeah, she just like all of her communication after that was just very weird, very icy, very like not, oh, we've sat, you've sat at my kitchen table and we've drank wine and, you know, had lots of chats and conversations and dream speak together. It was like suddenly like I was speaking to someone from the HR department every time she would, you know, email me or or whatever. And I was just like, come on, like, why is this weird? Why are you being weird? Um, and so I think I asked her even at one point, like, why are you being weird? (laughs) And she didn't reply. So I was like, okay, whatever. She no showed with my, with my group. I, I was letting her lead something in my community. She no showed, which, you know what? I don't care how mad at me you are. I don't care how much you don't like me or think I'm a jerk or a villain or whatever, but you know, my people are very, very important. And they're humans, you know, and if you make a commitment to them, like you need to keep it. And so she didn't. Um, and so I just, it just became very clear to me how I messed up. Like I didn't listen to my gut. I didn't listen to, you know, the fact that I had no idea how I was going to bring this person into my world or if she even fit in my world. All I could think about was like, she wants this. She's going to move all the way here. Um, I need to help her. And also, I'm not going to lie, there was a little bit of ego in there that was like, wow, someone wants to move across the country to work for me? This is friggin' cool. Like, wow, you know? Um, So there was a little bit of that there. And I wanted it to work because I wanted to prove to myself that this could work and what a cool story. And it just didn't. It just didn't. And, you know, it's really funny because... This is a person who, you know, I liked her enough. Like, I thought she was nice and, um, you know, we got along and whatnot. And and I was, you know, really trying to help her. Um, yeah, like, I really wanted to help her. And she, it's just so funny to me how I'm, like, a villain in her story now. Like, I'm this, like, bad guy and I honestly have no idea. Like, I'm so baffled by it. Um, and then this is a funny thing too, like so petty, right? I was going through my email list the other day, um, just kind of like cleaning it up and I saw her name and I saw that she had reported one of my emails as spam. Like, <laughs> like, why don't you just unsubscribe like a normal person? Like, I don't understand this, you know? And so I was like, one, it really showed me how, um, you know how they say no good deed goes unpunished? Like that right there, Right how a person can have contempt for me or not like me or decide I'm a villain in their story or whatever after me really genuinely just like wanting to help them 
and, and wanting to, you know, help them create their dreams. And, and I sucked at thinking of how, how would this woman actually support me? You know, do I have enough work for someone right now where it makes sense for them to make this kind of leap? Like what kind of promises can I actually make? And I didn't really ask myself a lot of those questions. I kind of just was like, it'll work out. It'll be fine. You know, that was my brain just being like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Someone actually, you know, wants to move here for me. Like, it's going to be amazing. And my gut was like, girl, come on. (laughs) It's not, it's not the right person to let in your world. So I just wanted to invite you to really listen to your gut, really listen to your intuition when it comes to someone entering your world, whether this person is a friend, whether they're an employee, whether they're a client, whether it's you know a romantic kind of situation, really, really hone in and listen to your gut because you know I don't have this like danger alert, you know, this person is going to hurt you kind of, um, inkling. And I've had that before. And, and, you know, luckily I've actually listened to those times, uh, most of them. Um, but you know, just really listening to your gut and the subtleties and, and listening when it says, you know, this person is not for you. This person is not meant to be in your world. And, and then also checking your ego, right? These are two situations where I allowed my ego to be like, it's fine, you know, because I was like, I can help them. Both situations, I was like, I can help them. Whatever the problem is, I can do it. And it just wasn't the case. So really honing in on how does that feel? And sometimes it's just a yes or a no. You know, sometimes our gut just gives us a, a yes or a no about another person. And we can choose to listen to that yes, and we can choose to listen to that no. Um, but our brain, you know, it's hit or miss. You know, sometimes it's, it's just going off the information that we've had, you know, with like a past evidence or like optimism, right? Like it'll be fine. Or, you know, sometimes fear, like don't do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in this situation where I didn't listen to my gut, it was very much so a no in both with both people. And I let my ego take over and I paid for it. And so that's kind of the lesson today. You know, that is the lesson. Listen to your gut and and be very particular about who you let in your world. Your world is precious. You are an amazing human and we are not meant for everyone and not everyone is meant for us. And just because someone likes us or thinks that we're cool does not mean that they belong here. So I just would love, you know, for you to consider that. And if you have, you know, anything you'd like to share with me, please feel free to pop up in my DMs at Extel Rose. I'd love to hear your stories about how your gut went totally wrong <laughs> or how maybe you listened to your gut and it saved you. So don't forget, if you guys haven't reviewed this podcast ever or in a while, I would love it if you could. Um, just putting reviews out there lets people know that this is a good listen, um, that there's things that can help them. And I would really, really, really appreciate it if we could get a few reviews. That would totally make my day. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll catch you on the next episode. 
If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram stories, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.